I don't know what to say after singing that song. Honestly, I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? You have no rival. You have no equal. I want you to know I want that in my life. I want to wake up every day and feel like that. I don't want to put things before him. But I do. But I do. So, Father, as we come before you today, God, I pray that you pierce our hearts. God, I pray that we see you as the one and only one. God, I pray that those who are here today, that they acknowledge the fact that no matter if somebody forced them to come or if they walk by, no matter what it is, that they are here because you want them here. And you want to hear what we have to say. What, or you want to hear what you have to say. You want us to hear that, God. And Lord, sometimes that can be hard for us. And so, God, we confess to you right now that, Lord, even though sometimes we come in here with the wrong motives, the wrong hearts, that, God, we want to hear from you today. That's our cry to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Was that me? <laughs> I'm just playing. If you've been with us over the last several weeks, you know that we, we, were, we were in the middle of a sermon series called Rest. And John, you talked through, well, all the different, all the different ways of rest. And, I, and, and going back and listening to all that, what I found was there's really one thing. Rest is one thing. It's Jesus. That it's, it's Jesus. And, I, and as, I, as I listened to him, I realized, wow, you know, it's so ironic because that's what he tells us, isn't it? Come to me and I'll give you rest. And so we're now in the, we're starting a new sermon series called My Last Sermon. And, and when, when, when we were discussing this, it's like, okay, so if you were going to get up and either give your last sermon with an S on it, or if you had a few things to say, if you knew your time was coming to an end, what would you say to those that you love? And at first I thought, well, man, that's, that's kind of crazy and but then I started thinking through it and praying through it. Man, I can't imagine anything more appropriate if you want to know the truth. And because, see, something has happened. I, I just want to, be, I want to be honest with all of you. Something has happened to me in the last couple of years. And that is that God has put an unbelievable burden on me for not just you, but anybody on this planet that doesn't know Jesus. And it's a heaviness. I want you to feel like I feel it in my core. And it's not just that they don't know him, but it's that they don't know him in a way that that brings them that abundant life that he talks about. And so today, I want to look at, we're going to look at Mark. I'm going to be preaching uh, the majority of the summer. There's a few times I'm going to be out. And I love Mark. I love the book of Mark. And here's why. Like, you know, Mark is... If I try to put things in order, man, my head, y'all, is so jacked. Like, 
I mean, I can't, I, I, I feel like sometimes I can't count to 10, but see, Mark is the, cl- is the closest to chronological order that we have in the scriptures, and I love that, because it really gives me a picture, you know, of, of, of a good, I'm a, I'm a picture guy, you know, and it, it, puts a, it paints a really good picture for me of what, of what Jesus' life was, was all about, and and up to this point, we're going to look at Mark 4 today. And up to this point, man, the disciples, like, think through this. The, the disciples, they had seen all kind of stuff. They'd seen these healings. You know, Jesus had been baptized. And when Jesus got baptized, like, the clouds, it says that there was a cloud, and, the, and, and, then, and God spoke through that and said, this is my son whom I love and the irony behind that is, is the same cloud there. It's the same cloud that you see in the Old Testament. They, it's the, they, Jesus had, had, had been tempted at this point by Satan. And like he had healed all these people. In fact, Peter's own mother-in-law was, was healed by, by Jesus. There was a paralyzed dude, right? And, and Jesus healed him. And there was a guy whose hand was, was jacked, and, and he healed it. And, and then there was this leper, like a leper, like, look, man, the kind of dude back then that you were like, yo, peace out, like, uh-uh, get away from me. Well, he healed that, that guy. And he had healed all these people, and his disciples were there. And so before we read this story, I just want us to know that that what they had seen was literally miraculous. You know, uh, one thing we do know about Jesus at this point is that he was a rock star. And, I, and I, no, I mean that literally. Like, like people followed him everywhere. Uh, Mark 1, uh, was it 45, I think? Yeah, Mark 1, 45 tells us that you know, Jesus, like he couldn't even go places anymore in, in public because people would just, they would surround him. They were, everywhere he went with these huge crowds, they followed him. And I don't know about you or me, I'd have been like, y'all see my posse over here? You know, I'd have been taking that the wrong way. But what we do know is that Jesus cared for them. And in fact, to the point where he, he had to start, the word says he had to go start hiding out in lonely places. I love that, you know, that transit, lonely places. That's where Jesus had to go. Like he had all these people, so much so that he had to get away. Lonely. And so as, as, we, as we think through this, and we think through the disciples, what they had seen, it really will put, I hope, will put into context this scripture. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Mark 4. We're going to read 35 through 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, Jesus, don't you even care? Don't you care? He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Be still, quiet, be still. Some translations, peace, be still. Then, 
the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? You still have no faith? And they were terrified. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? So one thing we see, if you look at, at, at uh, verse 35, is we know that, that, that evening, right, evening was coming. It was, getting, it was getting dark, right? And so they had just left this large crowd, the big crowd, right? And, and Jesus was like, he didn't say, uh, it says they put him in the boat just as he was. So what, like the cool thing is like he didn't go, man, let me go brush my teeth. I'm going to run on back to the house real quick, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you all in just a minute. No. He said, let's go to the other side. Let's go to the, to, to the other side. And just so you know, the other side was the, was the Gentile region. That would be the equivalent of what mom and dad used to tell me when I was growing up. Don't, don't you go to this side of the tracks. Don't go over to that side. You stay over here. There's danger over there. See, the other side, that's what that was. And so when, you know, the disciples weren't like, awesome. Let's go to the upside, man. Let's do it right now. Let's go. Let's go. No, they weren't doing that. They were probably like, all right, you know. But they did. They got in the boat. And the thing, it says other smaller boats were with them. Well, look, just a couple, just something to notice. The Sea of Galilee is 13 miles long, right, at its longest point. It's, it's eight miles wide at its at its widest. Well, where they were, historians say they were crossing where it was about five miles across, right? So they got in the boat, right? And all of a sudden, this huge storm comes up. Well, something else that's kind of cool that I learned this week is the Sea of Galilee, that, that area is 680 feet bef- below sea level. So you can imagine the winds that come up. In fact, that's why they say such some, there's some huge storms today that happen because of the 680 feet below sea level. Makes perfectly good sense to me. And there was this, this storm, and, and, and it, says the, it says the waves came crashing in. The waves came, came crashing in, and, and Jesus, he was sleeping. Not only was he sleeping, but he pulled out his pillow he took a power nap. I'm for real. And, and it says that the, the, the disciples, here's the, the disciples, here, here's what gets me. What did a lot of the disciples do? Yeah, they were fishermen. So what that tells me is, look, this wasn't their first row to go. Like getting in a boat and cruising over in a lake with the, with the, and especially knowing that it was 680 feet below sea level, like that was just the way, that was a normal day, right? They were used to dealing with that type of weather. But, well, but now all of a sudden this storm was furious, the word says. And they were scared. They were freaking out. Like, and, and look, think about this, okay? Really like, I so want y'all to, to, to go where I'm going on this. Picture yourself in that boat. Picture literally all hell breaking loose, right? Like, can you hear the screaming of the disciples? Because they weren't all fishermen. 
I mean, can you hear it? Can you hear the wind? Maybe we'll just close your eyes for a minute. Hear, hear the wind. Hear the, hear the sail going back and forth. And hear the sound of the bucket as it hits and they pale out, they throw out the water as they bail it out. And the commotion that was going on. And yet, Jesus was sleeping. The waves crashed over the boat, and he was sleeping. And the word says that they awoke him. They awoke him. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. But I bet they didn't wake him up before they were like, what's wrong with that dude? What's wrong with you? But see, here's, listen, think about this. They awoke him. The wind didn't wake him up. The craziness didn't wake him up. The rocking of the boat didn't wake Jesus up. The, as he was snoozing with his pillow and the waves, you know, the water was hitting him in the face. That didn't, that didn't wake him up. Any of y'all ever had water thrown on you while you were sleeping and kept on sleeping? No, no, I hope not. It didn't wake him up. The sound of the pail, I, th- I thought about this a lot this week, the sound of, you know, there was a bucket. I mean, they were experienced fishermen, right? So you know there was something that was hitting as they bailed out water. I thought about what that must have sounded like. That didn't, that didn't wake him up. All the commotion going on, and he was asleep. But then I had to go to the other side of my mind and wonder, wait a minute. Man, I can't sleep. My kids can go out to a movie, and I can't go to sleep without taking a Tylenol PM before they get home. You know what I mean? Like, I worry. I worry. I couldn't sleep. But I think about Jesus and what he had to deal with. Think of the things.
But we don't want to give, give him complete. themselves and I
Thank <laughs> you. 